Happy Friday, and welcome to a new episode of This Week in Apps, a weekly no-fluff data-first roundup of interesting news and trends about mobile apps and games. This is Ariel from App Figures, and I'm recording from sunny New York City. What a week for Apple news. Apple delivered new hardware that's beautiful, podcast subscriptions, which I think is going to be the future, and the end of days for advertisers. Well, kind of. See, Tim Cook announced this week that iOS 14.5 will be dropping in a few days, and we know that normally means Tuesday. And in case you're not sure why that's significant, iOS 14.5 is the first version of iOS that will require apps to use app tracking transparency. Last year, Apple announced that developers who share user data or combine it with any other non-app data will have to first ask the user for permission to do that. I can't imagine many people will tap the yes, please share my data button. So you see why this will be a problem. On the surface, this is a simple change that falls in line with everything else Apple is doing to protect users' privacy. But for developers, this change has serious implications. The first one that I see is that it's going to bring the end of free analytics SDKs. In-app analytics are kind of a must for any app or game that's trying to grow. And solutions from Google, Facebook, and even old-timer Flurry are super popular because they get the job done and are completely free. While they're free for the developer, they still have a cost, and that's your data, which is really your user's data. All these free solutions use the data they collect to feed their ad networks or sell it with knowledge, wisdom. ATT limits this knowledge transfer, which in turn will limit the incentive those companies have to continue and provide the solution for free. Don't believe me? Facebook already took the bold step of ending its analytic solution altogether. Just like that, we covered that a few weeks ago. There are quite a few low-cost and even premium alternatives, but none are even close in popularity to these big three. When they die, where will developers go? Not Apple's native analytics, I hope, because they're not really that great. So I imagine most apps are just going to go analytics-free, and I think that's a mistake. So that's implication number one. The second one is that making money with ads is going to become even harder. And I say even because making money with ads require a lot of impressions and knowing what to do, using multiple ad networks um, and having really all that traffic be really, really optimized. But if losing stats is, let's say that's okay, when you think about money, that's going to be a real problem. Facebook announced that once ATT rolls out its audience network, which is how just about 32,000 iOS apps monetize according to our data, will become extremely inefficient to the point they might even end it. And inefficient for Facebook means inefficient for other networks, means less money for developers. That's it's pretty straightforward. The thing is, more than 180,000 apps and games use ads to keep going. That's a lot of apps that will need to either show more ads, even more ads, um, to pay the bills, or switch to subscriptions or in-app purchases or some other monetization model, which isn't just a one-line change or even a 10-line code change. And that's going to be a problem. The last one that I see, and this one I think also has immediate implications, is Apple search ads will become much more expensive. Tracking, as Apple labels it, enables networks like Facebook and Google to provide advertisers with the ability to target users as those networks learn more about the users. Without this ability, advertisers will have to spend more money to be in front of more users because they're not necessarily relevant. How's this relevant for Apple search ads? Well, it's the only ad network that will have data on users that's not just from one specific app, that's not siloed. I don't really know how well this will fly with all the antitrust challenges Apple is facing, but advertisers want results, and those search results are going to be 
really in the App Store. Now, search ads are limited. There's only one at the top of every search results. And so limited supply and more demand means prices are going to go up. Big budget apps and games will probably shift to their existing ad spend around. So they'll move it from Facebook and they'll move it from Google. And that's going to push some of the smaller apps and games out of the running. If you're in the latter category, this is a good time to start investing into organic discovery in the form of after optimization, which is free. The bottom line here is that Apple's desire for privacy is going to cost many honest developers a lot of money. Games will suffer the most, in my opinion, and will likely result in even more decent games dying. I talk about this almost in every episode, but that's what's happening. I see ad network-owned hyper-casuals continuing to rise because they have all the incentive to advertise and really all the budgets while the good games no longer do. Overall, I see this as a lose-lose. Changing gears to another subject that I really like, HBO Max. Not really a subject, an app. Uh, streaming in general is something that I keep an eye on, and HBO Max has been cranking out a lot of original content, most hitting TVs and theaters at the same time, which isn't how this was done before. Um, why does HBO Max continue to do it? Well, because it works. Since rebranding is Max, HBO's app revenue has grown at a rapid pace, and with every big title, it added significant number of paying subscribers. We can see that clearly if we look at revenue estimates. Starting with the first big release, which was Wonder Woman back in December, which was followed by a new Tom and Jerry, and then the Snyder Cut of Justice League, and then Godzilla vs. Kong right at the end of March. These have pushed HBO Max's monthly revenue to an all-new high with $26.7 million of net revenue. That nets out to about $38.2 million in gross revenue, meaning the money that they make before Apple takes their cut in Google. That's 30% growth from February, month over month, and more than 100% growth from November before they started with these mega titles. Now, Mortal Kombat drops this weekend, the title I've been waiting for myself, and in the coming months, they have a new Space Jam that I'm also looking forward to, and even a fourth installment of The Matrix. So these are big names that are going to be released, and HBO Max tends to continue and continue this trend of growth. You might say, well, everyone is streaming online or through app, but that's actually not true. If you look at other apps from uh, Discover Plus, Discovery Plus, and really all the other ones that launched fairly recently, none of them are having as good a time as HBO Max. So these titles, the releasing to TV and theater at the same time, all that is working. Well done. Also, I heard this week, Snapchat mentioned that they're seeing big growth on Android. So I took a closer look at the data to see what that's all about and also to verify their statements. And verify they are. Since 2017, the ratio of downloads from iOS devices to Android devices has grown drastically for Snapchat. In the social media world, a 2x ratio is pretty standard. Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok are all in that range. That means that for every download on an iOS device, there are two downloads on an Android device. This is pretty standard because Android is much more common outside the US, and all of these services are popular enough that there is a lot of demand for them in all countries. In 2017, Snapchat ratio was only 1.3 which is a bit low, but it climbed since, quite a bit. In 2018, it rose to just about 2. In 2019, it got to 2.4. And in 2020, it peaked at 5.5 as downloads in India ballooned. It's since dropped a bit, mainly because demand in India dropped significantly in 2021, but it's still ahead of the gang. In March of this year, Snapchat's iOS to Android download ratio was 3.3x, according to our app intelligence. Now, why is this important? Snapchat might be chasing Instagram and TikTok, but it has its own 
fan club that's kind of large. Up until a few years ago, that fan club was mostly made up of iPhone users, which really limited where Snapchat can go. But for Snapchat to grow, they have to be sticky in other countries, and other countries means Android. So this growth is a really good sign for Snapchat and for scaling in the future. Also this week, I think I'm in also also territory maybe at this point, Coinbase, kind of. So last week, Coinbase dominated the top charts because of its IPO and sharp increases in cryptos and Bitcoin and others. And we talked about that in the last episode. If you didn't listen, you should. But while that was happening, another cryptocurrency trading app rose as well. Its name is Trust, the cryptocurrency wallet and trading app, much like Coinbase, with a name that makes me a little bit suspicious. But hey, it works. It climbed to almost the top of the charts on both the App Store and Google Play and was pretty sticky there for most of the week. It's still there actually on Google Play. The climb translated to quite a few downloads, 240,000 downloads to be specific. Our estimates show that downloads grew by more than 12x on Apple and on Google as crypto became more of a popular topic in the last few days. Just for context, Coinbase had quite a few good days, but those came in between 200 and 220,000 downloads. So Trust really eclipsed that by not that much, but enough to be significant. Why is this important? Because more downloads of crypto wallets mean cryptocurrency is breaking into the mainstream like never before. And that has some serious implications for how we'll trade in the future. Although China is rolling out its own digital currency and other governments are also thinking about it, most crypto isn't backed by anything serious yet. But that hasn't stopped companies like Tesla from accepting it as payment for goods, actual physical goods. Governments won't sit by idly while this is happening, so I expect some serious regulations to come. And since the whole idea of cryptocurrency is to be free of regulations, what it is um, at the end is going to be very different than what we see now. And that's definitely something to keep an eye out on. And then last for this week is something a lot simpler than everything else I talked about. Browser wars. I, myself, don't really use a custom browser on my phone or a third-party browser on my phone. On my iPhone, I use Safari because that's easiest. But looking at our download estimates, I'm not the way of looking at it. Last one for this week is a simpler one than before. Do you use a built-in browser on your phone? I do, but looking at downloads, many millions of iOS and Android users don't. So what do they use instead? I took a look at estimates to see which third-party browser was downloaded the most across the App Store and Google Play this year, and the results are pretty interesting. Chrome, which is the most popular desktop browser these days, is also the most downloaded browser on mobile. This year, it earned 22 million downloads, 91% of which came from iOS devices. Androids get Chrome pre-installed, so that's not a surprise. Although Chrome has the lead, it's got stiff competition. Opera is right behind it with 17.2 million estimated downloads, and the majority of which come from Android. Firefox, Edge, Brave, and DuckDuckGo, also somewhat popular names, combined saw 19 million downloads this year, with a fairly even distribution between all of them. Ultimately, people do want third-party browsers and don't necessarily want to stick around with what comes bundled in with their operating system. Do you have a favorite browser? If you do, I'd love to know why. Tweet at me and let me know. And on that note, that's it for me. I hope you enjoy the insights this week. And if you did and want to get them for any other apps that I didn't talk about, whether it's your competitor or an app you're investing in or an app that belongs to your friend, 
head on to appfigures.com slash intelligence to get it all for yourself. Happy Friday.